I know my lanes. You're right, yeah. Please don't search my privates. Casket Welcome oh, to episode yeah. 81 of the Thrash Report. This is for Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. This is your weekly music commentary podcast where we discuss all things metal and heavy music. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, I walked into Buffalo Wild Wings the other day and got an eye roll from the waitress. She tried to give me a menu and I just told her I was going to wing it. Oh. oh. All right. Hey, everyone. Womp, womp. <laughs> How's it Saucy. going, buddy? It's going well. Doing real well. We, uh, If you've heard a third voice here, we do have a special guest tonight. And if you're watching us on the YouTube you can see him. That's right. Mr. Live. Eric Kais. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. For excited for our conversation today. Um, yeah. Our guest, Eric Kais of Kais Fitness Coaching. So you act, you do help people achieve their health and fitness goals by building better habits in and out of the gym. Um, if you're looking to, to truly learn how to stay in great shape forever, he is the go-to guy. And, uh, and again, we're going to have links for everything here in the show notes and on our socials. And uh, with that, we want to introduce Eric Kais. Eric, how's it going, man? Hey, great, man. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah of course. It's good show. Good show. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Looking yeah, forward to talking some metal. Yeah. So yeah. before we get in, before we get into like the fitness and health conversations, we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but. Yep. Yep. I do want to know, how'd you get into metal, man? Oh, brother. Um, it's so always someone's brother. Told you. It is. So it's, <laughs> it's always someone's brother. <laughs> it actually was my dad's brother. <laughs> there you go. Um, nice. Yeah. My, you know, I was, I grew up, you know, I was born in 82. Um, and I good vintage. grew up like. Good vintage. Yeah. It's a good vintage. And, mwah, um, I, I grew up listening to like a lot of classic rock and rock and roll. My dad and mom were both always very into music, um, really into rock and roll <clears throat> and, and other music too. You know, I think the thing that strikes me the most is that my parents always like knew a good song when it hit them, you know, like they could, they could pick out a good song and it, you know, they listen to the radio and stuff a lot. There's a lot of rock and roll and whatnot. And then my uncle, when I was about 10 years old, got me into white zombie and he was listening to a lot of the the hair metal stuff too, but he liked Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and, and he'd play a lot of the heavy stuff for me. And he had a really good sound system in his car. He used to enter competitions for bass and stuff. He had like really? big kicker subs and everything in the vehicle and he would roll around with me in the car and just blast in metal. And it was, I just thought it was so cool and powerful and it just made me feel so good when I was a kid, you know, and um, I was just always fascinated by it. Uh, and then vocals in particular, you know, um, as far as like, from like a performance standpoint, um, I was three years old <clears throat> playing around in my grandparents' basement and it was unfinished. They were working, doing construction down there, trying to finish this. They just built this house and my grandma walked downstairs and she heard a voice in the, one of the bedrooms and the, and the door was closed and there was no handle on the door. Well, she walked in and I was actually singing into the door handle. Uh, like a microphone dancing around the room and stuff. So 
I mean, I, I've wanted to be an entertainer of some form and like get involved with that since, you know, it's just kind of like in my bones, I guess. Um, I don't know how a three-year-old picks that up, but that's what was going on. And from then on, it was just a fascination and, and different genres of music and metal in particular struck my fancy because, uh, you know, especially by the time I was like 10, 11, 12 or whatever, I started to be kind of an angry kid. (laughs) (laughs) And it sort of helped me feel, you know, related to and, and, you know, all those things that all the reasons why we all kind of love this, you know. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then from there, I started getting into bands and and being like a performer, you know, about high school age, you know, right around there. That's awesome. Tell us more about that. I started my first band when I was 17, just with a couple of friends. Um, And I knew what I wanted at the time, you know, new metal was really all the rage. So Mm -hmm. I was, I was really listening to a lot of like corn and that kind of stuff, you know, Mudvayne, Slipknot, a lot of that, that whole area of machine head Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I, so I knew I wanted something in that realm. And at the time, I, I wasn't screaming all the time. I was kind of doing a weird, clean vocal. Uh, wasn't rapping. I didn't fall into that trap. <laughs> <laughs> I know my lane. <laughs> and I, you know, and so we, uh, I, I put this band together. I worked at it for a while. Uh, I think that once you decide to be a musician, you just have to deal with lineup changes forever. <laughs> so, of course, it's hard to find, especially when you're, Growing up in a small town, hard to find uh, other musicians to play with. Um, I moved moved some people around. And and where was that? Um, So I grew I grew up out in in Monticello, Minnesota. Okay. Yep. So about thirty miles dead center on I ninety four between Minneapolis and St. Cloud. Got it. Um, And I moved some people around, got some stuff switched up, and then when I was a senior in high school. Um, we had finally, I'd finally got the right people in the right places and stuff and, uh, hadn't played any shows yet, but we, the group I had together, we worked really hard on one song. We were like, we're going to win the talent show <laughs> at the high school. We're going to do this. And I set my mind to it and really, um, we, we nailed stuff down pretty decent for what level we were at and everything like that. And we, we played and sure shit, we won, Nice, you know, uh, we, we won it and it was, it was a lot of fun and it put a lot of confidence behind me, you know, a lot of validation behind that. And then I just kind of picked up and went from there, got my brother to join the band. Um, a week later, a week after that talent show, when we actually put on a show in my backyard at my parents' house, my parents left for vacation. We flyered the whole neighborhood, the whole school, and we put together a backyard show. We made sure that I, I had security people working, actually, uh, <laughs> making sure that nobody was uh, doing drugs or anything like that. Um, I let the cops know we were going to do it. The whole, All the neighbors knew we were going to do it, so everybody was cool. All was copacetic, and we charged two bucks a head at the door, um, and we had it in the backyard. I got another band from out of town to play. And we actually uh, made enough money to buy my brother a uh, an actual four by twelve crate head and four by twelve cab. Like we made like seven hundred bucks or something like that. We had a whole bunch. We were selling food. Like yeah. So I don't know between so between the music part of it and then the business side of it. Like I've always had this weird entrepreneurial spirit too. (laughs) So like it kind of all plays together. Yeah. uh, Which is why. You know, starting the fitness stuff. I know we'll talk about that later, but it kind of directly relates back to the metal thing too. So, yeah, very nice. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. 
And from there, I mean, from there, I picked up and played with a bunch of different bands in the cities and, you know, tour around a little bit. And, yeah, put out some records, had some fun. It was a good time. Cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, about- I got to see you last Halloween with your most recent band. That oh, was- really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Winona Metal Fest. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that was the last show I played. Yeah, yeah right. it was good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was good to see you there. It was a fun yeah, time. Yep. A lot of cool bands. That was. It was good. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, White Zombie as one, kind of one of your first metal bands. Is that still, I'm assuming that was Los Exorcisto? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was Los Exorcisto for sure. Um, you know, I think the first song he showed me was probably Thunder Kiss or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but that record still holds up to this day in my opinion like i will spin that um quite quite frequently still like all that white zombie stuff really um even going back to the earlier stuff since they put that on streaming services now um a lot of the demo stuff and like the early records uh yeah yeah i just that the band like i always had a thing about horror movies and and like mm-hmm. i love the imagery about it and so that all kind of led me to death metal and like all the heavier stuff you know because when astro creep dropped that was such a monster of a record like those songs are just heavy as hell mm-hmm. and uh and the way that that album kind of rolls it it's just got this pace to it and i've just always been forever in admiration of the way that they put those two records together like i'd rather have a band burn out and go out like with two like really good records then you know peter out with a bunch of mediocrity i don't know let's just be yeah. no no that makes sense totally yeah, yeah so I, know we've Jim, talked, I know jim's a huge fan yeah, yeah we've talked about that album a lot on this and yeah it's always been one of my favorites and i've been learning some of the groovy riffs on guitar and it's just fun to play too yeah yeah it is yep uh welcome to planet mf is uh is will always be just like the breakdown in that song <laughs> it's yeah. just forever awesome just that so that groove is so sick i love it but nice yeah, yeah. what the, is there is there some is there something new like what's a, what's a new artist or a new band that you really think gets needs to get more credit or something that you really like uh there is a band out of california it's really kind of a one-man band but it's it's alluvial is what it's called. It's A L L U V I A L, alluvial. Okay. And it's Wes Houch, who at one point, I believe, was like a part of the Faceless and um, a couple other bands, like Animosity back way back in the day, uh, in like the early 2000s. Um, that's a band out of South, uh, South California, Southern California. Um, <clears throat> and this kind of was his project. And the first record didn't have any vocals on Hmm. now the second record that they put out has it's only vocals no (laughs) (laughs) they decided to put vocals on it and it just made like and the composition on the new record is just it's fantastic i actually the name of it actually escapes me at the moment but um but yeah that band i've been jamming that a lot also hoth or or hath h-a-t-h yep yeah Um, yeah, our boy, uh, normally in the chat room, our boy, Bill, Bill Joya, I think he posted that one as well. Yeah, yeah, Hath is really cool. I like a lot of obscure stuff. 
uh, or like, I like a lot of tech death and a lot of like complicated arrangements. Um, I'm really good friends and, and fans, big fans of the, the guys in Reaping Espadea. Um, I've known all those okay. guys for a long time. Um, and filled in for them a couple of times too, um, on vocals, did a couple of shows with them, cool. uh, years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, those are, those are probably the newest things that like that new reaping record, that new alluvial record. Um, those are, those are big jams in my world right now. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So, so what is, okay. So if I'm going to put together a playlist to work out to yeah <laughs> right like what what is like what do you look for how do you how do you assemble you know a, a good playlist of metal and maybe this is a good time for you to talk a little bit about death metal and deadlifts sure <laughs> but i'm yeah. just kind of wondering how do you put that playlist together what goes on in your mind uh i think about the workout whatever i'm going to do that day you know, cause some days are a little more chill than others, uh, you know, active recovery days, or if I'm just doing some soft tissue work and just kind of putzing around in the gym a little bit to get pump or something, I might put on, I might actually, in that situation, I might actually put, put on some like hip hop or something. But if I'm going hard, if I'm going in, um, you know, heavy deadlift day squats, you know, big leg day, something like that. Um, I consider like ramping up the intensity. So like I might choose bands that are a little more uh, upbeat and fun uh <clears throat> maybe some like dragon force or something like that you know iron maiden something that's got that that da, 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 something like that's got a lot of that stuff in it maybe a little thrashy stuff uh and then i'll build up and by the time i'm into my working sets and stuff i want to be crushing it so i've got you know beneath the massacre on i've got dying fetus on I've got uh, Discarnate is another big one for me, Alluvial, Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, and then, you know, I work my way into the, I, I wind down. I might maybe cool it down with a little bit of uh, um, Cynic or, you know, uh, something that's a little more mellow, maybe some Between the Buried and Me, some proggy or stuff or whatever, and just kind of cool my mind out a little bit. And then, uh, yeah. And so I just kind of think about the pace of the workout and, and what I'm doing that day. Put it together. So like that would be like one workout. You're just kind of starting off soft, and then going hard, and then coming back soft. That's all one workout with music that kind of matches that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think about the pace that I want to keep the workout at. Um, yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought of making a workout based on the songs? Like have a an exercise going with like a really thrashy song. So while this song, while the whole time this song is playing, you got to be doing push-ups and super sets <laughs> of something. That's actually. That's a genius idea. I'll credit you on it, but I'm going to put that together. I'm going to put that together. Uh, I'm going to put that together and I'm going to, I'm going to do something with that. That's a fantastic idea, man. (laughs) Do those uh, those squats that you hold and you're doing like some doom metal or something. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some grief collector. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, that would tie in perfectly with I could do like a death metal and deadlifts playlist that way. I've got one on Spotify that when Mike Keenitz and I were trying to um, kind of do a fitness thing, he he kind of came on board for a minute with death metal and deadlifts while I was figuring all this business stuff out. Um, and we put together a playlist on there. It's on there. It's on Spotify someplace. I can't remember all the bands we put on there or whatever, but it was something similar to what you're talking about. We were trying to consider, you know, a warm up and then going into more like the heavier 
stuff while you're in your working sets and then tapering down and going back out that way. But yeah, that's a good idea. You could do like tie a Spotify playlist into like an ebook and have the links to the Spotify song or to the playlist in the ebook and have a track by track list and list out the intervals, time periods, and the number of sets and reps you're supposed to do during each song. And you got, you know, four or five, five minute songs. And you can even like drop an intro to one of the songs in there for your, like your rest periods or something. Like there's a bunch of different stuff you could do with that. So yeah, I might even have you consult. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And do. That's you what we do, do here. We bring people That's together. Fun. I love it. I love you can do a high interval, in, in, high interval intensity training with the Raining Blood album. And like every song you change up since it's like 28 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> hate, hate breeds uh, satisfaction is the death of desire. <laughs> Little yep. fifteen minute hit workout, yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw an Opeth song right in the middle. Yeah, no, <laughs> it'd be funny. That's awesome. Well, yeah, and that actually does. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really curious. So, how did you go from, you know, high school guy in bands to you know you're you're you now you're in the death metal, and you were you were, you now are this fitness and health coach, how did that transition take place? And, and tell me a little bit about how that happened. So when I was uh, in my early 20s, uh, I had my daughter. Uh, she's 16 now. Uh, and I was just starting my first like real serious band at that point in time. Like I had, we just got this record all written. And then I find out I'm going to be a dad. And we had plans on to like take this and tour with it and you know the body beneath was put together with myself uh and another my my drummer friend that i'd known for a long time he was the drummer of my first band and uh he and i got together with nick kozicki who was in anal blast and terratism and like all these other bigger bands and he toured a lot so he was playing guitar and then ned teach who was in uh with dead hands rising which is another like pretty monumental band influentially for me. They were from uh, the Twin Cities area and they really don't, that band with Dead Hands Rising does not get enough credit for what they gave to the, particularly the Midwest, but really their albums all over the place. Like they were way ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff that ended up becoming real popular. And unfortunately they, they like, they're still a band now, but like they just didn't, get up to a, the level that you know they would have become a household name or whatever um but still made a huge impact so um it was cool to be in a band with two guys that i kind of looked up to you know it was crazy um and we you know so i find out i'm gonna be a dad we're we're gonna do this this record and everything and i you know a couple years go by and we go through a bunch of lineup changes and everything and my personal life and my music life, you know, I had split with my kid's mom by this point and I was just going through it, man. Like I was not treating myself well. I was drinking probably two liters of whiskey a week and, and, uh, drinking a, a case of beer between me and my girlfriend every other day or something like that, which isn't crazy, but it's still not great. Like, and I was eating like crap too. And, um, really feeling down in the dumps and, um, the girl I was seeing at the time and I, um, we would make homemade burritos and, uh, I was eating a burrito on the couch. I was 27 years old. And for a long time, I thought it was a heart attack that I was, that I experienced in this moment, oh my but 
and I was, I was working a lot back then. I was doing a lot of retail management. I was in the process of building a new store for checker auto parts and like hiring a staff and doing all this crazy stuff. So I was just, my, my, my stress was just way up top and I didn't really realize it till a couple of years ago, but I had my first panic attack. Mm-hmm. But at the time I thought it was a heart attack and I didn't really do anything about it. I just kind of sat there and took it. And then I went to the doctor about two weeks later, cause I was getting winded walking up a single flight of stairs. And, uh, the doctor told me, oh, you could have had a cardiac thing, but it could have been a panic attack. You know, they ran an EKG and said it was fine. They wanted to like, just for whatever reason, they wanted to like, just in case, put me on a statin. And I was like, uh, well, if you don't know this was a cardiac event, we're not getting any, you're not going to put me on a statin just for the heck of it. Like, that's not going to happen. I, and I just kind of made a decision in that moment that I saw kind of thing, how things were going to unfold for me if I continued down the same path, decided to make a change, started, uh, put myself together. I went and got a pull-up bar and actually, uh, Daniel copy from the drummer from reaping Asmodea, you know, he and I are pretty good friends, you know, and he invited me down to, to gold's gym, uh, that he goes to. And he, uh, he put me through my first workout and he kicked the living hell out of me. <laughs> and, uh, but, but the thing he did the most, and, and I'm beyond grateful for this for, you know, I, I basically, owe my life in fitness to, to his, like he encouraged me in the moment and the encouragement was what set the stage for me to pick myself up and move forward. I was through that encouragement and through him showing me that I could do it, that I could totally do it. You know, uh, that changed my life on a, on a level that I don't even think that Daniel really understands, you know, Mm. like, I mean, I, was so stressed out and in such a terrible place at the time that that is one of the things, like one of those pivotal moments that, you know, could, it could have gone either way really. Um, and so I'm really grateful that it went the way it did. And from there I picked up a passion for fitness and, uh, and then beyond that, I, I went ahead and, and naturally, you know, I, I wanted lifting partners and people to go to the gym with me. So I started encouraging my other friends or finding other friends that, to come with me. And through that, then I started showing people what I was learning. And, and then, you know, 15 years later, here we are, um, you know, in, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I had found myself, I was uh, divorced, jobless and homeless. Hmm. Um, I didn't have a, my name wasn't on a lease. I was sleeping on a, on a buddy's couch. Um, and, and not, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have any, anything really. Uh, my whole life had kind of fallen out from underneath me. Um, and I just kind of was like, why do I keep getting into these jobs where I'm making these other people this money and I'm not seeing the, and I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm not helping anybody, you know, I'm in, being involved with people, but I'm not making an impact. And, um, and so I just, again, I just decided you know, I was like, well, I'm just going to do this, see if I can do it. And got my PT cert. You know, I had a lot of help from a lot of friends, a lot of family helping me pick myself back up and put myself back together. But ultimately, finding my purpose within this business of, of helping others and, you know, a lot of therapy I went through and, and stuff. I found out after, you know, I didn't know what was going on with me my whole life, why I would have these big ups and downs and stuff. But <clears throat> they, uh, they determined that through some, some stuff in my childhood that I, I had, uh, uh, PTSD and that I was undiagnosed bipolar. Hmm. Um, and yeah. And so it it kind of, once I had that 
that diagnosis, then I had a path and I had a solution and, and I was able to, to learn how to, you know, cope a lot better. And, and that gave me again, that like foundation to be able to, to build momentum off of, to start this business and to start helping people. And, and, um, and that's really what I'm determined to do. I'm determined to help as many people as possible. Uh, particularly, um, I really like working with fitness beginners. Uh, that's really people that either have been, uh, adverse to the gym environment or fitness environment for whatever reason, you know, they view it as toxic or this, that, and the other thing, um, whatever reason they have for not enjoying it. I like to show them that they're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, just, and that it's, it's what's good for them. You know, it's that we have to take care of ourselves in this life. It's our responsibility to take care of ourselves, to be there for our families, to, to own up when we make a mistake to, you know what I mean? Like it just, and you can take the, in my opinion, you can take the lessons that you learn in the gym. The idea, the very idea of progressive overload is, is an absolute metaphor for life because it never gets any easier. You have to get stronger in order to deal with these things that come at you. And you, you can take the lessons in the gym. And when that big stick of life comes around to whap you in the nose and bloody you up, you're a lot more resilient because you know that you've been under the weight and you've persevered. Um, and, and it's not a direct relation, you know, but, but it, anybody who's been lifting for any period of time or, or in fitness knows that it's one way to keep resilient, not to mention the stress management and all that kind of, all the other benefits around it. But right. yeah, so that's kind of how I made the leap uh, to not, you know, kind of end that tangent, I guess. No, this was awesome. <laughs> no, this was great. So. In addition to being physically fit, um, you know, going to the gym and, and, you know, doing those workouts, you mentioned out of the gym as well. Yeah. Talk a little, yeah. Talk a little bit, talk a little bit, little bit about how much eating healthy contributes to that. Oh man. Um, when I, so when I say out of the gym, I don't even just mean the nutrition side of things. I mean, the way we take care of our minds, the way we think mm. about ourselves and Got it. our like period, bottom line cut and cut and dry your relationship with yourself is the most relationship most important relationship you're ever going to have in your life and if you constantly are looking at yourself and comparing yourself to others and beating yourself up about every little thing which is something that I definitely have been guilty of in my life um a perfectionist to a fault where you can't even try because you're so afraid that you're going to fail that you're just paralyzed by your own you know by your own mind basically um that kind of relationship with yourself is just diminishing to you and everyone around you. Um, you, you have to be mindful in, especially in this day and age, we live in an age of a lot of stress. You've got to have some mindfulness. You've got to have some emotional intelligence and some ability to, uh, I mean, if you want a perfect example, like what happened, yeah, I hate to bring it up, but like what happened the other night at the Oscars, that's a perfect right. example of like losing your cool. That, there was no reason that he should have stepped on that stage and smacked that dude. Like, yeah. it was just, you know, he should have, even if, even if Jada like gave him that look, he should have just been like, it was a funny joke. Right. <laughs> you know, sorry, sweetie. But, but look at, but look at how many metal memes it gave us though. That's true. It's true. It did give us all those slap memes and we'll, we'll be forever <laughs> grateful for that. I'm sure. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. But so, so when I say out of the gym, that's one of the things. So I incorporate in my programs, I incorporate mindfulness meditation, particularly 
Great. Uh, breathing, breathing exercises are, are very, uh, foundational in what I, I do. And, and, uh, I use a method, um, that was popularized by a gentleman named Wim Hof. Um, mm-hmm. it, you might be familiar with him. Um, uh, so I, I have that practice in my programs, uh, typically, and I practice that myself daily, but, uh, the nutritional side of things absolutely, uh, plays a role. Um, I think Jim can even attest to the fact that like his mental health and like the way he's feeling, you know, through the program or whatever, like the way that I have people eat allows you to still be happy. You're not going to starve. You know, it's not some torturous thing that, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want that. What I want for you is I want you to understand how making the right choices nutritionally affects you hormonally. It affects your digestion and your gut bio microbiome. The, the vagus nerve is direct relation right to the brain, right? Gut to brain. So what you eat impacts what you think and how you think and how you process information. So you got to be careful about those types of things. And you got to find what works for you because even though we're all put together relatively similarly, every individual is its own machine. Every, every organism is its own individual organism and it has its own needs. And so while there are many truths in fitness that are seemingly absolute or, or from nutritional standpoint, seemingly absolute. There's also just like with the exercise portion of it, a million ways to get the same result, you know? And so it's all about finding what works for you and what will work long-term. Um, and I like to try to empower, you know, we go through and we figure out how much, cause if you're eating too little, a lot of times you can be, you know, hangry. We get that hangry thing. Um, a lot of times I really feel like people are underfed. And when I show them how much they should be eating, a lot of my clients initially are like, whoa, I can eat that much? I'm like, yeah, you don't want these 1,200 calorie diets. It takes a lot of your maintenance calorie, your, your body just to run and operate, keep the lights on, takes most people easily over 2,000 calories. Easily. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, uh, I'm proof of, of that. I don't know. Uh, actually, I blogged about it. Um, you may have heard of the, the website, the app called healthy wage, where you, yeah. you, you bet against yourself on how much you can lose over a certain period of time. Yep. And I had to re- reach my goal weight by a certain amount of time. And there was like these last four or five pounds that I was trying to lose to get to my goal weight. Yep. And yeah, it was to the point where I was eating only, you know, 1200 calories a day. I was walking every day. I was but it's my body was, which I learned, you know, it was in starvation, but it was like holding on to every last thing it yeah. could. Yeah. Um, it, and I felt horrible. My digestion was screwed up. I actually had to go to the doctor and I mean, not to get too gross, but it's like, oh, I, had, I had an impacted bowel. I mean, it was bad. And yeah. uh, so, yes, right there. I, uh, I learned a lot about how my body reacts to things and that it was very unhealthy anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, people, so many people out there are losing weight with, without the longevity piece in there, you know, they're thinking about six weeks or four weeks. I'm on a, I'm on a four week plan or whatever. Forget that, man. Like, you know, 12 weeks is what I, is what I try to, you know, start as my, is my lowest amount of time working with a client. Um, because that's how long it takes. The first four weeks is all just like figuring it out right? Especially if you're new to fitness, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's understanding these habits, it's learning the why behind the what and there's so many moving pieces and parts. 
the most you can probably expect to do if you're really diligent in four weeks and you're not like burning the candle at both ends and kind of screwing and creating the thing that kind of happened to you, metabolic adaptations and things mm-hmm. like that. Like the, the way that people lose weight a lot of times is just so unhealthy. It's just so, so bad. Um, and then, yeah, your mental health gets screwed up too. Cause you're always starving hungry and your body starts yeah. hanging out of that energy. And it's like, no, 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 no. We might not be alive if we let this go, you know? Um, and that's some evolutionary stuff from back when we were, you know, still dragging our knuckles and whatnot, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. What do you think? Um, like, what are those barriers? You mentioned you like working with someone that's new to fitness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned how some people have a hard time getting started for whatever reason. Like, you know, they, they're, they don't want to go to a gym because of people, you know, they'll be shamed or whatever the case is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They feel like people are watching them that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they don't want to make, make a fool of themselves in public and stuff like that. Exactly. So we know, and this is a great time for you to kind of uh, let people know where people can get a hold of you or sure. like also just kind of let people know what they should be doing if they're just getting started. What are some good tips for them? Uh, the first, the first thing, I guess, if you're just getting started in fitness to, to kind of lead with that, I guess, um, first off you can, there's, I've got a free Facebook group online. Um, you just got to message me on Facebook and I'll send you an invite. So you can, you can catch me on Instagram at fitness coach Kai's. Uh, you can catch me, you can just search for me, my public's or my private, my, my public's profile. Sorry. I'm a little dyslexic today. Um, <laughs> My uh, search is privates. Right. Yeah. Please don't search my privates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> there may be pictures. No, there's not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can, you can just say, shoot me a message and I'll add you to my free Facebook group. I'm working on, it's still growing. Uh, there's about 270 people in there right now, but so we've got a good community gro- that's growing. Um, we're increasing engagement over that. We're trying to do, add more value to that. My girlfriend actually just joined up with me in the business. We're creating content. We're working on expanding that and trying to offer as much free educational uh, information uh, that's of high quality and that will uh, stand the test of time um, for as many people as possible. So yeah, shoot me a, a message if anybody wants to, anybody out there listening or watching wants to get in on that and I'll absolutely add you to that group. And then feel free to shoot me questions directly you know if you see a something on my page or you you have a question my messenger is always open slide into those dms you know let me know what you need and i'll do my best to help if i don't know the answer i'll be straight up with you i won't try to feed you any bs or nonsense you know and try to dance around or anything i, I want to help people so i'll uh, i'll i'll dig in and i'll do some research if i have to and i'll, I'll figure it out and i'm not going to be like oh you owe me money for doing that like, no no no, no. <laughs> we're we're here to help that's great, um, you know, man. If you want to work with me in person, that's cool. We can do that. And I'll we'll, we'll make sure that I'm appropriately compensated. It works with your budget and stuff like that. Figure out a way to make it happen. But yeah, that's the way people can get a hold of me and, and get some information if they have questions and stuff. Yeah, and um, you mentioned those videos that you guys are doing. I think those are cool because they're seems like a lot of times they're addressing stereotypes and things that just aren't true. Which yeah, I think is yeah. Very important. Cool. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really want to do the most is I really want to break down because there's so much information out there, right? And there's so much bad information. Yeah, out there. so much it's, misinformation. Yeah, it's insane. I I scroll through Instagram and I like I'm surprised I don't do I have any red marks on my forehead because I've been <laughs> just face palming all day. Just I go through Instagram and I'm just like, oh my god, the stuff that I see, especially TikToks, the worst man. Um, Be part of your social media workout or something, just. Ugh. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what you're gonna do is dumbbell you're gonna, face palms. You're gonna scroll Instagram for 20 minutes, and every time you see something fitness related, you're just gonna slap yourself in the face, <laughs> and that's that's the workout. Um, I I think that people getting started in fitness to kind of go back to that. Um, people getting started in fitness that never done it before. A couple things to to kick things off. First off, you don't have to join a gym right away. You don't even have to join a gym at all if you don't want to. It's totally fine to work out at home. In fact, calisthenics and body weight work is probably where you should start. Um, because if you can't control your own body, you you can't really control weight. And now and now I'm saying that, but for some people, machines like if you if you are of a certain size, if you've got a certain health situation going on, body weight's not really an option. So how can we get you? So what do we do then? Then we turn to things like bands, resistance bands, um, or cable machines at the gym. Um, and, and I, I really, and, and then dumbbells, free weights, uh, would be my next level on that. Um, but for someone carrying a lot of extra weight, one of the things many times, not all the time, but many times that people lack, especially if they're unconditioned or untrained at all is a, a, a solid quality mind muscle connection and awareness of the body. Uh, between the brain and the muscle groups. And so starting out in my programs, I almost always, especially if a, a client has that situation going on, um, even even if it, they're not necessarily too far overweight or obese or anything like that, if they got 10, 15 pounds to lose, but they're just not conditioned, they're not used to being in the gym, I take and I make sure, and it's not it's not sexy, it's not the workouts you probably want to be doing at the beginning, but it's the ones you need to be doing because we need to establish a quality mind-muscle connection before we can really get you into losing weight or making any kind of progress. Um, because you have to have that awareness of body and that and that mindfulness about things. Um, so that would be the thing that I would say, like first and foremost. Um, yeah, I can I can comment on that because, uh, like I mentioned last week, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm going through your program right now. I'm on my last week, and you know I thought we'd just. I'd, done plans before and stuff and i've lifted a bunch in the past and i thought you know we just kind of like jump right in and start doing all these heavy weights and all this stuff but just kind of walked in and doing like our own body weight and the bands and stuff and i was surprised at how it felt you know just doing the exercise itself does something to the body it makes your blood run and you feel good but i was sore too it felt like it didn't really do anything but (laughs) yeah then just all the different kinds of movements instead of you know like join my club we'll do curls we'll do squats we'll bench but there's moments of those, but for the most part, it's movements and I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest focus, I try to, because like, you're my, you're my like ideal client, right? Like you were out of, you, you've lifted before you've got some, some history there. You've done, like you said, you've done programs and stuff like that, but you had, you had kind of taken some time away from that. You kind of got away from the habit and then you wanted to rebuild the habit. Well, the thing about jumping into it right away and lifting these heavy weights and stuff, so many times I give it, I usually give it a person who's untrained like that or, or has lacked condition for a while. Uh, I usually give it about three, three weeks if you start a program off like that without easing things in. Um, adherence goes down after three weeks, three to four weeks. Uh, you know, compliance is down, results are down, mindset's down, everything's down because they're friggin' hurt most of the time, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, you're just jumping into it. All right, man, you got three sets of 12, you know, one, one-to-one set, you know, straight sets, supersets, whatever. You got this coach throwing all this crap at you and uh, you're not really getting supported and, and your needs as the, as the client 
or as the person on the receiving end of this programming, your individual needs aren't really being assessed or adhered to. You know, you're just kind of this cookie cutter thing. It's this dude that's gotten these results for all these types of people. And, you know, you see these pictures on their pages and stuff like that. And that's cool and all. But like, did did the person who completed the program walk away actually learning something where they feel confident that they could take and do that again themselves and keep repeating that process again? Did they, did they gather the education and the connection to their body and their mind and their spirit to make sure that this isn't just like a flash in the pan kind of thing? Did we do the work to build the habits? And most of the time in a lot of those programs, I say, no, I say that that's not the case. So that's why I, I definitely try to focus at the beginning on building the habit of showing up first and foremost, you know, like don't, don't focus on all of it at once. You know, like I think, um, as far as nutrition and stuff like that goes, people seem to get overwhelmed about, oh, we got to track everything, track everything. No, take a step back, prioritize protein first and, and, and see, track exactly how you're eating right now without changing anything to see where you're at versus the macros that we establish you should be eating. So we got to know where you're at first before we know where you're going to go. Um, so we established that. So that's one thing I want. I like to tell people too, if they're just starting out is like, don't do all of it at once, you know? And the other thing too, is that there's benefits to eating well without exercising. And there's benefits to exercising that you can gather without eating well. So if you're looking for more of the physical exertion, like the mental health aspect of working out or exercising or training, however you want to classify that, then by all means, work out, work on your diet as you go, prioritize protein, pick up some solid protein powder and, um, you know, some steaks and some quality protein sources and, and just focus on that for the first month and then start paying attention to your carbohydrates after that, you know, and, and gradually work your way into it and, and then seek out good sources of information. We live in an age where there's all kinds of info out there. Start doing some some digging. Figure out for yourself a little bit what makes sense for your body and, and what makes sense for your needs. And, and reach out to some folks that work out a lot and, and talk to them and have conversations with them. And, and you know, that's why join, joining a group like the Facebook group really, really helps in that, yeah. in that way. You know, you have a community. Some, get some community. Get some accountability. Um, yep. Healthy yeah. community. Great right? info. Not someone that's going to yep. shame you. Um, you know, one thing too, so what I'm hearing you say really is to, you know, break, break, don't try to boil the ocean all at once. Yeah. Right? Take, take little baby steps as you look at yeah. your health journey. No, that's great advice. I love that. Yeah. And think about, think about regression too, is one thing that I, I always try to encourage people. And so regression, it, it sounds like a big term, right? But it just means like taking a step back, right? So if you're looking at a movement like a squat or whatever, and you've got some limitations in your physicality for whatever reason, like maybe you've got a, a bad knee or, a, you know, no ankle flexibility or something, or squatting is really hard for you or doing push-ups is really hard for you. Walk that back a bit, you know, do push-ups against the kitchen counter, you know, to start out with, get really strong at doing a, pick a certain number, pick 50. You can break them up into cluster sets, do them five at a time, do 10 sets of five throughout the day. Start there. It doesn't have to be big. You can take, if you're, if you're a big person, a big bodied person, you got a lot of weight to lose or something like that. You know, like I was saying earlier, you getting down on the ground and doing pushups at 350 pounds is that's a hell of a chore. If you're not trained, you know, 
So start up against the wall, start with the kitchen counter, a ledge like you got behind you, you know, anything, and then gradually work your way down as you build strength and get to the ground. And then once you get to the ground, you can progress from there and raise your feet up, you know, and like, and that, that thing that I just described there, starting here and working your way down to flat ground and then making it harder, that, that right there is, that's progressive overload at its finest, you know, like that's, that's the idea I want. That's regression to progression right there. And so you can, you can make it easier so that you can get better at it so that you can keep getting better at it. And I believe isn't regression to progression, the name of a fear factory album. It should be. be. No, no, no. This is awesome. For a vocalist. And we are, you know what? We actually, Eric, we do got to wrap it up. Can you believe we've been talking for almost an hour, but you know what? It's been awesome. So, all right, good, good. I hope I wasn't too long winded. I hope I know. Oh my gosh. This this has been been great. So that's that's why you do the Wim Hof so you can talk more. No, seriously. (laughs) I'm a little long winded. Yeah. So no, it was all good stuff, man. Just, just FYI, did you see that Squid Hammer is in the chat room giving yep. us a shout out? So hey, um, just wanted to uh, before we before we we wrap, and I I, I thank uh, all of our listeners. I want to also um, let's just let people know once again where they can get a hold of you if they want to reach out and have uh, have questions or or join your group. Where can they find you again? Uh, so you can get me on Instagram at Fitness Coach Kai's. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Eric Kies, E-R-I-C-K-E-Y-E-S. You can go to my website, kiesfitcoach.com, but it's really just a placeholder at the moment. It's something that we're working on. So anything you see on there uh, really was done back in like the spring of 2020 and is not really accurate to what I'm up to right now. Um, so yeah, but feel, please feel free to friend me on Facebook if you, if you want to know more about what I'm doing or shoot me a message on Instagram. You can also email me. Uh, my email is eric at kaisfitcoach.com um and and you feel free to shoot me an email if you have questions about programs or or whatever and then a message on facebook or whatsapp is great too excellent and we got to we definitely got to hit some live shows sometime you know yeah of course sure. yeah. Now that, yeah now that you're down here and and uh i want to um and those of you that are driving or uh <laughs> for whatever reason um we'll have all the links to the socials in the social in the in the um show notes and as always, you'll get a link to this episode and all of our archived episodes at thrashreport.com. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it. We want to hear from you. You can email us at thrashreport at gmail.com. Hit us up on all of our socials. You can find those at thrashreport.com. Thank you to our special guest, Eric. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. It's been a great time. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah, See you next yeah. time on the Thrash right. Report. See you guys. Cool, man. All right. That was good. Yeah, we could have made a few episodes out of that one. Yeah, we probably could have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, and we are just wrapping up live. Okay, just us, dude. Oh, that right. was awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Uh, most of the podcasts I go on, we I, I really appreciated the fact that you guys let me talk about the fitness stuff and like my philosophies about that. 
because, you know, I've been on a few podcasts before. Um, Chilton's always really great about, about, you know, letting me talk and, and, you know, asking the questions just like you guys did. I've been on a couple other ones where that wasn't the case. And the, the host ended up taking it where he wanted it to go instead. Uh, you know, so I really appreciate you letting me actually promote my, my business, oh, my absolutely. brand, and what I do on here. That That's really yeah, important. And it does a lot of good for me. So I appreciate yeah, that a people, lot. People hear us all the time. So when we get guests on, we just like <laughs> let them go and yeah, and you know what? It's, it's good. It's good for for all of us too, because now you know you may get people that may not necessarily know about us, but they know about fitness, and they if they you know hear that you're on here, they want to learn that, then they get to to know Jim and I. So yeah, good, good, good. yeah, yeah, good cross promo. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Well, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that you know it's really cool how, and I guess my. Uh, stereotypical like personal trainers you know like the loud guy on the infomercial come on <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jack you up and i love how yours it's none of that it's just okay who are you and where do you want to go and where are you at and just like we're gonna dedicate a plan to you not just hey this is my plan do you fit into it you make yeah a plan to fit the people so that's awesome i just i just feel like yeah i yeah, man, I, I'm glad that you appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, a lot, a lot goes into that part of it, um, and that means a lot to me. So I'm, I'm glad that, and I'm glad that it worked for for you. In you know maybe a surprising way, um, you know maybe you came across out with a, some surprising results that that you weren't anticipating, and and I'm, I'm just glad that you enjoyed the experience through and through. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, like- like I mentioned, like the first four or six weeks or everything, it didn't feel like I was doing a whole lot, but then you start maybe like that six to eight week, you kind of start to realize that things have changed and like my pants are a little looser or you know, my face is a little thinner and they're like, this shit's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time right. you get a new good result, you just want to keep going. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. and that's exactly how it's, it's simple, but not easy. You know, like that fitness, fitness and weight loss is simple. It's not easy because it, it takes a lot of your, a lot of yourself to apply that and to kind of conquer that inner bitch that you, <laughs> that you have inside the inner you. bitch. Yeah. It tells you, that tells you that you, you're like, oh, I'd rather take a nap. And, and like today I posted in my stories on Facebook, I was like, oh, it's windy and cold and I don't want to go to the gym. Like, oh, well, too fucking bad. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. but, um, yeah, man. Uh, Chris, hit me up anytime you cool. you want. If you if you're thinking about getting into something, uh, you know, I'd yeah, love there, to help out. Yeah, there was. Uh, so you know the actor um, at the time I was watching. So you know the the Marvel show that used to be on Netflix. Now it's on Disney Plus. The Punisher. Yeah, John Bernthal. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So I get Men's Health magazine just because of like the read. You know, once in a while there'll be a nugget that I can use. <laughs> but yep. anyway, he was, he was, his feature was on there and he talked about his workout and he's a boxer and he was doing all these boxing things in his regular workout routine. Well, I saw that my, um, one of the gyms that was near me up here, they had a fitness boxing class. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to try it. So it was a nine week class. I can't remember how much I paid for it. I think it was like 80 bucks or something for this nine week class. And I went there, I went there with my my daughter too. my daughter's 20, but we, uh, we went there and I'm thinking that they're going to teach me like proper form and technique. 
right, of, of how to do this. And no, it was nine weeks of hit. That's all. I mean, it was like, it was, it kicked my ass, but it made me like after the nine weeks, I was not going to go back. Like it wasn't yeah. fun. It, was, it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, I, uh, I see all of those boot camp places, the Ferrell's mm-hmm. body shaping. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, um, the F45 uh studios and stuff like that popping up and i don't have a problem with that like i really don't i'm not a fitness zealot by any means like i don't have i think that whatever works for you and whatever is sustainable for you and that doesn't get you injured if that's how you choose to be active and exercise and get and take care of yourself then great that's perfect um but i don't think that the approach is sustainable for most people that go to those places. And, right. and I don't think they actually get the results that they're looking for. I think they get results, but I think most of them end up hurt. A lot of times they, they don't worry about injury prevention. They don't talk, they get a little quick warm up. You probably experienced just a little quick yep. warm up and then right into that shit. And, um, and yeah, it's just not, it's not great for you. Yep. Like you I said, remember. nine weeks later, you didn't want to go back. Nope. <laughs> not at all. And you know, it was awesome. like, you know, in, in week, week, you know, even week, like two, three, and four, I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. You go downstairs. You're, I mean, you're sore everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but anyway. Yeah, it's well, not an encouraging, encouraging environment, right? Like no. it's not encouraging in a physical or mental way because you, you get beat to shit and then you just don't want to keep going because it's just miserable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nope. Jim, I think I cut you off there. What were you going to say? Oh, that's right. I was going to say, if, uh, if you're going to do some training with Eric, start working on your calves slowly before you start with him. <laughs> first first calf workout, we did like three in a row where your feet are like, your toes are in, and then you raise. Yeah, three-way you, calf raises. Yep. Yeah. And then you point them out and raise. The next three days, I could barely walk. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. sometimes, you know, it hurts so good. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in foundation, right? Everything starts at the foot. Everything starts at the, at the, at the ground up. So that's where I, I build from is the ground up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have strong calves. That's the shock absorbers of the body there. There you uh, go. That's how you keep your, that's how you keep your knees good. That's how you keep your, your hips good is, is your calves and your tibialis anterior muscles got to be able to take the, take the weight that you're carrying and the impact from the ground. So you're you're smart, dude. You're smart. You should be, you should be, you should be taking your practice national, bro. Uh, that's the, that's going to be the goal. That's going to be the goal. Here's an example, Chris, of how good he is and how personalized the training is. I don't know. It was week seven or eight or something. I had, there's some exercise I couldn't do. And I was putting my, all my weight on my right knee. Like it was just starting to hurt. And I had a chiropractor appointment later that week and I was telling him about it. And he's like, Oh, you have tendonitis, like do some stretches, put some ice on it. So I started doing that, but I sent Eric a message saying, Hey, you know, some of these are kind of hard to do. My chiropractor said, I've got tendonitis in the right knee. Mm-hmm. Eric responds right away. Like, all right, we'll address it. The very next week. I think it was after week eight going into nine. So we were going to switch going into the workout was going to switch anyway, but I don't know if you changed my workouts because of that, but there's certain exercise I was doing then within I mean, those muscles were sore as shit the next day or two, but the tendonitis was between that and my icing and stretching and the shit was gone. You know, that's tiny wow. twins here and there, but it's that's awesome. awesome how you can take care of yourself if you know, know how. 
that's so, cool. Dude, I, I'm glad that worked. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, we, we just, we, we just try, we test and then we, we retry and we retest and we recheck things, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's not an exact science, obviously. I mean, it could be if we wanted to, if we had the ability to, but, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really grateful that worked for you. If, if you had tons of, if you have tons of machinery, that's actually capturing data that you could measure against. Yeah. Then yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, saw it, uh, I mean, I could go on forever, but yeah. yeah anyway, no, it looks, um, looks like we got it. We got to wrap. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap. Eric, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. Super fun time. We'll have the audio podcast published probably Thursday morning. Usually takes okay. me there too, but thanks for everything, Jim. Yeah, dude. See yeah, you next like time. We, Stay metal, yeah, guys. Click it before we go, though, if you wanted to still record something for like an ad for us to play. Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh, that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I can definitely do that. You want me to just record something like I'm just going to I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'll record something and I'll just send it to you uh, right through. You want me to email it to you or is Facebook fine? Either way, whatever's easiest for you to send. Um, yeah, if it's just like an audio recording with your phone, something we can just play at the beginning of the episode or something saying brought to you by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do that. There. All yeah, right. So audio, sounds good. The audio would be a good one. We can just tag onto the episode. But if you wanted to do a video or something, you know, we can certainly share that. Or Oh, no. The audio would be perfect. I appreciate it a lot. That's great. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do I'll that. get that over to you. Awesome. Thank you so All much, right, guys. guys. Thanks a lot. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll chat. Bye.